Hey, what's up, guys? It's Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, back with another episode of Obedience. This is my solo podcast here on the Black Health Academy platform, and this solo podcast is entitled Obedience, Personal and Professional Lessons from a Life Lived on Purpose. This is episode number 16 entitled Obedience Does Not Guarantee Success. Obedience does not guarantee success. So if this is your first time tuning in to my solo podcast, welcome. There's 15 other episodes that I highly recommend you take a deep dive and a listen to here on the Black Health Academy platform. I'll tell you uh, two of the most popular is Obedience Episode 15, entitled Here's My Formula for Manifestation. And the other one I would recommend you listen to is I forgot what number it is, but it's entitled um, Obedience is My Key to White Privilege. (laughs) Uh, That was a really popular one as well. So I highly recommend if this is your first time tuning in and you want to get some more of the juice, more of the juiciness you're going to hear today that you check out those episodes. Another really good one is obedience. I think it was like episode three or four, how I prioritize pleasure. That was a really popular one as well. And um, so I welcome you. Thank you for tuning in and for listening. I'm Lisa A. Smith, a nutritionist, master nutritionist, and coach, speaker, entrepreneur, and I absolutely love my work. I slang plants all day, every day, teaching the power of using plants as medicine for prevention and chronic disease reversal, but also teaching the importance of things like emotional intelligence, self-awareness, and what we're going to be talking about today, which is obedience. So this is a topic that I'm somewhat obsessed with, if you will. I love talking about obedience because it's something that I am tuned into on a daily basis and I credit it with so much of the success and favor that I've had in my life. And so obedience is one thing that I strive for on a daily basis. And it's one of my missions anytime I teach a program is to help people become more aligned and obedient in their own life so that that they can continue to experience some of the wonderful favor that comes with it. So per usual, I'm going to tell you what I'm sipping on because on these solo episodes, sometimes my throat, my mouth may get a little dry. So you may hear brief pauses that sound like this. And that usually means I'm taking a sip of something. Today it is warm water with a scoop of blue-green algae in it. So you know, just getting some of those micronutrients, those phytonutrients from the soy, soil, or should I say the seafloor, right? Algae is grown, grown typically on the seafloor, on the ocean floor, and a ton, an absolute ton of benefits comes from algae. So I put a scoop of blue-green algae into my warm water today, and that's what I'm sipping on for this episode. So This episode is really personal because it is a realization of something that I had a conclusion I basically had to come to maybe within the last year or so, just a high level of realization that 
obedience can be separate from success, right? And so maybe you've thought like me before and thought, you know, hey, if I do all the right things, if I follow the steps and the way in which they're normally laid out, if I follow the path, which I think is the right path, then, you know, I will be successful, right? And what I've come to realize is that that's not the case. So first, let me start off by essentially saying what obedience is and how we define it in the, in the in these episodes. Obedience is about being in complete alignment in your life. It means that you do not ignore intuition. You do not ignore that little voice inside of you that tells you to turn right or to keep straight or to stop. You don't ignore that voice, right? You don't ignore when God is talking to you and through you. You do not ignore when you uncover or when you when your gifts and talents are revealed, you do not pack them away and reserve them for leisure or reserve them for extracurricular, but you lean into them and you use those gifts and talents to literally serve the world. That's what obedience is all about. And obedience is can resonate on a small scale, it can resonate on a large scale. But obedience is really about being led and guided by the energy, the universe, God, and not necessarily trying to do things in a way in which you want to do them, regardless of how much resistance you are pushed up against, right? It's surrendering, right? Obedience is a form of surrender. It's like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, let me stop playing around. Let me stop ignoring the signs and the signals. Let me just be obedient, right? That's really what it's all about. And, you know, being able to practice obedience on a larger scale starts with mastery on a smaller scale. I'm going to give you a super tiny example. And, I, and I've used this example plenty of times, but have you ever thought about somebody and they crossed your mind, but you didn't reach out to them? Right. They cross your mind like, oh, I wonder how so and so is doing or, you know, I wonder if that thing ever worked out with so and so or I wonder if so and so's sister, husband, brother, best friend ever recovered from such and such. But you never reach out and find out. And then one day they reach out to you or something happens and you run into them and they're like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you. And. And you're like, that's funny. I was just thinking about you too. You know, what happened is you were disobedient in that moment, right? You were disobedient and you ignored, you know, the voice that told you to take action. Someone came into your mind and you ignored that voice. And this may sound like a small thing, but it happens. I'm sure it happens all the time. Like, I was just thinking about this or that person, or I was just considering doing this. It's so funny that you bring this up. It's so funny that you're calling me about a plant-based diet. I was just reading. I just picked up a book about it the other day or a recipe book about it. I'm considering trying this plant-based thing. Like these are all signs of obedience or disobedience, right? Like I'll give you an example. I was just recently thinking about my mentor and I waited like maybe 48 hours before I text her. And normally when I think about somebody or somebody comes into into my mind like that, I know to reach out. Right. And so but I finally reached out to her and I text her. I'm like, hey, boo. (laughs) 
and she texted me back. She said, you must feel that I've been thinking about you with literally three or four exclamation points. And she says, a picture of you, uh, of your mom and your sister popped up in my memory photos just the other day. How are you doing? And that, um, you know, started our conversation. But I remember thinking, like, I should have been obedient two days ago and reached out to her. You know, it's just it's just those small lapses. We get busy, we forget, or we just completely disregard and ignore, you know. And so we get intuitions and, and things like that all the time. And so sometimes they're small like that and you reach out and you guys are happy to hear from each other and everything is good. There's nothing wrong. And But then you also get moments where, you know, something told you to go back and check on this before you left the house and you didn't and it turned out disastrous or something told you, you know, that you should have put in that letter of resignation or went ahead and applied for that higher position or really went ahead and took that entrepreneur class or got that certification or whatever, something you were maybe seriously considering it, but you, you you managed to talk yourself out of it. And you realize later that you missed out on an opportunity. You realize later that you should have followed, you know what it is, your first mind, right? So oftentimes when we're disobedient, we're not following our first mind. And so we manage to make excuses like I got busy or I forgot. It slipped my mind. And sometimes it turns out and that's okay. And sometimes it turns out where, you know, it's one of the biggest mistakes you made. Something told you that he or she wasn't the one, but you kept trying to make the relationship work or you went ahead and got married anyway, hoping it would get better, right? Something told you she'd have got that thing checked out at the doctor, but you figured it would go away on its own. And maybe if you would have got the exam or the test or whatever, maybe you wouldn't be in stage two, three or four. Maybe it could have been caught earlier, but you ignored what you knew you were supposed to do. You you were supposed to make a doctor's appointment six months ago and you got busy and you finally got around to it at the end of the year. And maybe had you done it sooner, maybe had you continued the regimen that you talked about with your healthcare provider months ago or years ago, we, you wouldn't be where you are. So there's these lapses of disobedience, right? That causes us to end up where we are. And one of the things we teach our students in front of the table is that Your life is a physical manifestation of the thoughts you think, but your life is also a physical manifestation of how obedient or disobedient you are. So I have two signature programs, two signature coaching programs. The first is called Farm to Table, which is a 10-week plant-based coaching program. And then I'm releasing my second signature program this summer, August, like literally in less than two weeks, called The Other 23, which is a plant-based nutrition and coaching certification. And I absolutely love coaching. I absolutely love coaching, teaching. I love escorting individuals to, you know, a new version of themselves and giving them possibilities, showing them possibilities, reinstilling their belief systems and their imagination for what's possible for them in their lives. I love it. Right. And in my coaching programs, you know, I really have to work hard. I have to work hard. And even though I'm obedient, it doesn't discount how hard I have to work. Hence the kind of reason for this episode, because like I said earlier, I came to this realization maybe, like I said, within the last year. 
that obedience does not equal success. Now, we all define success differently, right? We all define success differently. So whatever your definition of success is, is what it is. But in this case, you know, I'm defining success as a certain level of abundance, a certain level of notoriety, a certain level of, you know, financial stability, a uh, just a certain level of security is how I'm defining success here. Because I want to be clear, like as I get into this, I want to be clear that we're talking the same things. I understand that the definition of success can vary from person to person. But I want to make it clear that obedience in in this case, I'm talking about professional obedience. So I'm not necessarily talking about obedience with friends and family, like the example I just used with my mentor. I'm not necessarily talking about obedience, you know, in your health, even though all of it is connected. But I mean, professional, I want to talk about success in the sense of the word when we think about career and what comes from what can come from, what can potentially come from, you know, do being obedient in your career because obedience does not equal success. Those can be two very different things. And I, and this was like mind boggling for me. So I imagine that it will resonate with several of you because I know I have several people who follow me who are like, my audience is really intelligent. They're smart. They're typically older than me, 15, 20, 30 years older than me. Um, You guys are very, you know, knee deep, usually in a career or even your second career. You're in a place where you want to start uh, doing more in the world or you want to get in a certain place in your life, like physically, mentally and emotionally so that you can serve in a way in which you haven't explored before now. Right. And so I know this message will resonate with many of you who listen to me. And so this is really, it, it, it really hit different when I realized this. So let me, let's, let's jump into it. I remember early on and when I first became a full-time entrepreneur, one of my good friends, <laughs> she had asked me to coach her, uh, but it wasn't health coaching, it was life coaching. And we were having some, a life coaching session and she, she said, and I remember telling her, like, man, I was like, one of my missions is to retire you because she was working at a job that was so stressful. And she, the particular position she was in, she was uh, in a supervisor or managerial position, whatever it is. She had a team of people that she had to supervise and she they were driving her crazy. She was stressed out. Uh, unfortunately, she has a, a condition that's not reversible yet. And so anytime she would get stressed out, this condition would flare up. And it was just, and I, and I was like, it, it used to pain me every time I would talk to her because the main source of her overwhelm and stress was her work. And I remember telling her like early on in my company, like one of my missions is to hopefully build my business and my company to a place where I can hire you and you don't have to work there anymore. And we just kind of started talking about entrepreneurship. And she asked me, I always wondered this, Lisa, but what do you do all day? <laughs> She's like, what do you do? She's like, and I just laughed because I never thought about what other people might think about. Like, what do you wake up and do you work for yourself? You don't have an office that you go into 
what do you do all day? And I think individuals who uh, have have never been full time entrepreneurs, I, I totally get the question. Like, what how, how what do you do? How do you choose what to do? Like, like how do you turn that into a, a thing? Right. Because because I don't like bake for a living. Like I don't make physical products. I don't design clothes. I'm not an artist. Right. So it's like, what do you do? Like, I know that you're a coach or whatever, but what do you do all day? Like you wake up, what do you do? Right. (laughs) And so I thought it was a funny question. And even to this day, um, I believe people think the same thing, right? Like, what do you do all day? And, And maybe some days you have work and maybe some days you don't because my significant other, he often asks me like, He'll wake up like he's getting ready for work, getting ready to head out in the wee hours in the morning. And of course, you know, I'm not getting up, getting dressed or anything like that. So he's like, do you have work today? Right. And he asked me that. It's like a part of our morning routine almost. He's like, so do you have work today? Do you got to work today? And so I finally had to explain to him, like, listen, I work a lot. I work all the time. And taking on days that I don't work, it doesn't mean that there's not work to do. So what I mean by that is, you know, for someone who works a nine to five, like I I worked a nine to five for many, many, many years. Think about it. On your off days, you're not off because they ran out of work. You're off because you need days off. You're entitled to days off. You're entitled to time, you know, to have work-life balance, right? So that's what I had to explain to him, like when on days that I don't work, because he'll call me sometimes from work and we're, we're chatting in the middle of the day. And I'm like, yeah, I just decided to take the rest of the day off. Or I decided, you know, I'm like, I'm done working for the day. So I'll say things like that. And I think sometimes he thinks that means that that translates to I don't have any work to do. Right. So he'll wake up in the morning. Do you, you got work today? <laughs> you know? And so I finally had to tell him, listen, I have work to do every single day. There's never nothing for me to do. Never. The times that I choose not to work are just like your off days. You're choosing not to work, but not because there's no work to be done. Right. And the reason I'm making a big deal out of this is because obedience is does not guarantee success and and success only comes from hard work. So just because I've had the pleasure of discovering my gift, just because I've been bold and courageous enough to pursue a career where I'm actually utilizing my gift full time, doesn't necessarily guarantee success. The things that's that's going to guarantee success is the amount of work that I put my behind my gift, that I anchor my gift to. Your obedience has to be anchored to hard work. Your obedience has to be anchored to hard work. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So let me tell you, before I tell you how to guarantee that success, I'm going to tell you what obedience does guarantee you. So it does not guarantee you success. But let me tell you what obedience does guarantee you, okay? It's about three things. First, Obedience guarantees that you will leave the world in a better place than you found it. Now, for many of us who have reached a level of enlightenment in our life, pretty much where we're like 
somewhat connected to divinity and spirituality and we have a level of self-awareness where our mission is pretty much to be, you know, or you're on a path to be in more alignment and in tune with the earth and with spirit and nature and just have like a connection that lights you up, right? Those individuals understand that, you know, our mission is to work with the planet and other humans, right? To be, not to be in conflict, not to be led by ego, but to work with, to, to co-produce this existence and this life that we live in with nature, with, you know, and, 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 and so our mission, part of our mission is to leave a space, to leave this place better than we found it. I want, when someone has the opportunity to interact with me, to engage with me, to be in a space that I'm in, I want them to leave saying that because of that, because of that opportunity, because of that, our time together, their life is better, right? That's my mission. That's part of my mission. And that's what obedience helps to guarantee you. When you're obedient and when you're aligned with your gifts and when you're serving and you're using your gifts and and you're ensuring that you're using them at a high level, there is no way not to leave people in places better than you found it. It just is what it is, right? So that's the first thing that your obedience will guarantee you, that you're going to leave the world in a better place than you found it. The second thing that your obedience is going to guarantee you is peace. So your obedience is going to bring you peace. It's going to bring you so much peace. And I want you to think about this. Think about if you're not in a place right now in your life where you're fully aligned with what you do. I want you to think about what type of grief that brings you. What type of anxiety does that bring you? What type of discomfort does that bring you? Think about if you're in a place right now where you're when you where you've either grown out of what you're doing or you're just not, maybe you're on the road to get there, but you haven't fully arrived, right? There's a level of being unsettled that you experience because you're just like, I'm, you know, what, I don't know square peg in a round hole like it's just not fitting right and so you're not completely content because you're not there yet you're not fully aligned right all the pieces are not clicking together but if you've ever been in a place where you did experience being fully aligned with what you were doing so maybe you're like I you have a beautiful voice And you don't sing or use your voice for a living, but you get to sing in a choir on Sundays. And when you sing in a choir on Sundays, there's no place you'd rather be. That's when you are the most filled up. You can't wait for Sunday. Can't believe I got to wait six more days to get back to Sunday so I can get back up there in front of those people and belt out these melodies. Like when you get to use your voice, you are it. You are the most content. You want for nothing and you are at peace, right? So obedience guarantees you peace. 
when I have a speaking engagement, when I have coaching sessions, when I'm teaching in my programs, I am at so much peace. I am giddy. I'm like, how long is it going to take for 7 p.m. to get here? (laughs) Right? I can't wait to talk to my students. How long is it going to take for noon to get here? I can't wait to get caught up on this stage in front of these people. I am at so much peace. Take the mic from me because that's the only way you're going to get it back. Because I'm not giving it to you. You got to take it. You got to signal me and say, you got two minutes to give us that mic back. You got 60 seconds to give us that mic back. Because there's no place I'd rather be. Right? And so... Obedience guarantees you peace, peace of mind. It it guarantees you that you won't you won't have to want. You there won't be a longing that's being unfulfilled. There's peace, okay? And then the third thing that obedience guarantees you and this is more in aligned with like the more tangible strategic professional side of things is your obedience guarantees you visibility and favor. Your obedience guarantees you visibility and favor. So here's what I mean. Like it's almost impossible to not be magnetically attracted to someone who is living in their gift. It's almost impossible Like many of you, if you're my students and you've been following me or been in my farm to table program, for example, you know, I absolutely love Dr. Eric Thomas, number one motivational speaker in the world, also known by known as E.T. the hip hop preacher. I love E.T. I love him because he is operating in full alignment in his life. He uses his gift to serve at a high level. He leaves every person and every place better than than he found it. And E.T. is absolutely amazing. And when I tell you he is magnetic, when I every time I hear E.T. speak, whether it's online, whether I go to one of his live events, wherever it is, I'm just drawn. I'm just in. I'm like in a trance. It's amazing. It's exactly how I feel about another good friend of mine who is living in her gift, right? She is an exercise instructor. And every time I go to one of her classes, I stand in the the front row. Every time. I don't care if it's 100 people there. I'm squeezing myself in the front row. You want to know why? Because watching somebody operate in their gift is so magnetic. And I love the energy it gives me. I absolutely love it. It's a level of magnetism that I crave. So what happens when somebody lives in their gift in that way, when they do... Now, let me be clear. All gifts, you're not a public speaker, right? Both of them are like in front of people in audiences. All your your gift doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be in front of people with an audience, okay? You can still be magnetic however you serve, even if it's in a a helping role, even if it's in an assistant role, even if, if it's not publicly like that. So I'm not, every gift doesn't make you a public figure, but these two individuals that I'm referring to just happen to be public figures. And what happens is when you operating your gift, it guarantees you visibility and favor. So let me, let me explain what I mean by that. Okay. When you operate in your gift, first the favor, 
what happens is because you're operating at such a high level of obedience, the universe always, always conspires to give you everything you need to, t- to take the next step and to go to the next level. When you are obedient, part of being obedient is being faithful and not always not always having to know the next step in order to take the next step. Not always having to know or see the full picture in order to take the next step, should I say. So what happens is you're operating in obedience. And so that guarantees you visibility and that guarantees you favor. And so let me give you some examples of what I mean by that. Okay. When you operate obediently, you will develop fans. Okay. There are people who are going to become fans of your work, right? Like me, I'm a fan of ET. Like I consume his content at a high level. I pay money to be in rooms with him. Like I am a fan. He has millions upon millions of fans and I am one of them. Okay. And so when you operate in your obedience, number one, you develop fans. Okay. And they won't be able to shut up about you. They won't be able to set shut up about you. You will develop raving fans. They will recommend you to people. They will share your work with people. They will tell you how much they love you and adore you or how much you change their life. Because that's what obedience is all about. Remember, it's serving and leaving people better than what you found it. So you develop a fan base when you be when you become obedient. But let me talk about how this leads to visibility and favor favor. So I have been referred many times by many people. And I'm so grateful for that. Like if you're listening to this right now, when you're one of the people who have ever referred me to somebody, shared one of my podcast episodes, recommended my farm to table program, share one of my Facebook or Instagram live talks. Thank you. Thank you. Because let me tell you what happens. You know, when, Every time you share my work, I become more visible. You're introducing me to an audience that I may not have had access to before, right? So that makes me more visible. Now, let me give you some other examples of this visibility. So I oftentimes I'm just in my zone and I'm just working and I'm doing my thing, right? And I'm just showing up. I'm doing our first Saturday class. I'm teaching farm to table. I'm speaking, I'm teaching, whatever. And people see me and they notice me. And so sometimes I get calls from people and I'll say, you know, who recommended me to you? Where did you find out about me? And they tell me, and I'm always like, what? My, my name and my company name is are roaming through those halls, really? So I'm gonna give you three examples when this happened recently, all this year. So when I was enrolling in my farm to table program for the spring semester, one woman filled out the application and she booked a you know suitability interview with me. And she during that interview, she told me, she said, you know, Lisa, my doctor recommended you to me. And I'm like, what? Right. And the reason that was such a big what is because, you know, I teach lifestyle modification. I teach nutrition. I teach people how to overcome chronic health challenges, hopefully eventually without the assistance of medications and procedures. And we know in a lot of cases that goes against what 
the traditional Western medicine practices say to do. So I'm typically like, hey, if we do these things, if we do X, Y, and Z, maybe you can get off of those statins. Maybe you can get off of those blood pressure lowering drugs. Maybe we can avoid heart surgery. Maybe we can avoid you going on dialysis, right? So I'm always like anti-peels, powders, and procedures. I'm always speaking about holistic, you know, medicinal, nutritional altercations and lifestyle modifications. So when she said her doctor recommended me to her, I was shocked. And what made it even more shocking, and I don't know why, because number one, the name of my company is The Black Health Academy, okay? So this woman who I was interviewing, who told me that her doctor recommended me, she's a black woman, okay? But her doctor, it works at Beaumont Hospital. Here in Michigan, Beaumont is more of a, can, has a little bit more of a prestigious reputa- reputation, a uh, l- little more, you know, higher end reputa- reputation. So her doctor at Beaumont recommended me and her doctor is a white woman. And her doctor said, you know, the Black Health Academy. And I'm like, what? And so she told, I said, what's your doctor's name? And she told me her doctor's name. I never heard of the woman. So I have absolutely no idea how the woman knew about me, how the woman knew about the Black Health Academy. I have no idea how she came across. I don't know if she's ever been in one of my lectures, listened to my content herself. I don't know if I just happened to be recommended to her by somebody. I have no idea. But all I know is that I, some kind of way, was recommended because I was being obedient, right? And so it increased my visibility and it gave me favor because now this woman went out and out. I will be honest. She said, when my doctor recommended you to, uh, to me, I already knew about you, okay? So she was like, when the doctor said, have you heard of you know Lisa or whatever from the Black Health Academy? She said, yeah, I know her. Yep, I know. Yeah, I go. Right. And so it wasn't a brand new recommendation. So when she decided to fill out the application for Farm to Table and all those things, it wasn't just based on her doctor's recommendation. She had already knew about me in the Black Health Academy. But my point is when you're obedient and increases your visibility and increases your favor. A second time this happened, and, and the reason this is interesting is because your name. And your work is being talked about in rooms you've never stepped foot in when you're obedient. Okay. So let me give you two more examples of this. Okay. So I, this one, actually this one didn't happen this year, but I got a call from a gentleman who was interested in a consultation and he, you know, he wanted some help with his health. Right. And I asked him, I said, how'd you hear about me? He said, I was at court. And instantly my eyebrows shot up. I'm like, what's my name doing roaming the court halls? You know what I mean? I done gotten a little trouble back in the day, but I've been clean for a minute now. I've been, I done had my hands clean for a minute. You know, I did my thing as a teenager, but wait a minute now. So he's like, I was at court, right? <laughs> and he said, I was waiting in the hallway for my case to be called. I said, go on, because now I was getting good, right? And so he said, I was waiting in the hallway for my case to be called. And I just happened to spark up a conversation with, you know, an officer of the court. And he said, I sparked up this conversation with with the officer of the court as I was waiting on my case to be called. And we started talking about our health. And I was telling him I was struggling with whatever his condition was. And he said, the officer of the court said, oh, 
you need to talk to my sister. She can help you out. She can give you some, you know, some tips or whatever. And, and the guy said, he said, well, who is your sister? And the officer of the court said, oh, my sister is a deputy in that courtroom right over there. <laughs> so the guy said, you know, when he went into the courtroom, he went to the lady, to the deputy in the courtroom and, you know, started talking to her about his health situation. And she said, oh, you need to look up Lisa at the Black Health Academy. And I just thought this was the best story ever. I'm like, what? <laughs> he like, yeah. So I'm at court, you know, taking care of my business, just talking to the courtroom officers or whatnot. And uh, she recommended you. And I went to your website and here I am. And I'm like, wow. Right. Again, me just being obedient, right. Increasing my visibility, increasing my favor. One final example of this, because I just love these examples. I'm always curious as to how people heard about us and heard about me. So again, another visibility opportunity. Because again, if you notice from a business standpoint, right, all of these examples are leading to potential business, are leading to, you know, potential, potentially more revenue for the company. And But not only that, it's leading to potentially an opportunity for me to help more people, for me to serve more people. Because as they get exposed to me and what I do and what we do at the Black Health Academy, you know, if I continue to be obedient and do my job right, they will, they will tell more people, right? So it continues to increase my visibility. It continues to increase my earning potential. It in- continues to increase my number one mission, which is to extend the life expectancy of people of color on this planet, right? It, it allows me to continue to serve. The more these people continue to enter my ecosystem, the more I'm able to do more of what's important, right? So final example, okay? Final example is this. This literally just happened yesterday. <laughs> so, well, the phone call happened yesterday, but about, mm, I say a week or two ago, I got an, I received an email. We have a button on, we used to have a button. I think I changed it, but we used to have a button on the Black Health Academy website that said, you know, if you want the Black Health Academy to do, to teach our signature class, get planning and introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle in your city or for your organization, fill out this form. So we had a button that said that. And so this lady filled out this form. And she wanted us to, she wants us to teach a class at the li- a library in the state of Illinois, in the city of Holland, Illinois. And so she filled out the form. Um, hey, I, you know, we, the community we serve is mostly made up of people of color, you know, and so we're interested in having you come and do a presentation for our community. So I followed up with a phone call. Uh, I didn't get through to her, but I left her a voicemail. Hey, Lisa from the Black Health Academy, following up. It'd be my pleasure to teach for your community in the library, blah, blah, blah. So she finally called me back yesterday. So she calls me back and she said, I'm so happy I finally got in touch with you. And once again, this was a white woman. And she says, we serve mostly people of color. We recently had a presentation on plant-based nutrition. And she said, somebody in the audience came to me and was like, have you ever heard of the Black Health Academy and a woman named Lisa Smith? And I'm like, what? (laughs) So first of all, if you're listening, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. 
Um, but she said, so that's how I heard about you. So I looked you up, you know, I completed the form and we would love for you to X, Y, and Z. And again, visibility. So some, your, when you are obedient, your name, the work that you produce circulates in spaces and rooms that you could have never imagined, right? Whether it be a affluent hospital, a courtroom, or a library, a small library in a small community in a whole nother state. You literally never know. And this is why obedience is so, so important. You, you have to follow that intuition. You have to have to follow that voice. You need to have faith. You don't need to worry about how all of it is going to be get done. The how is none of your business, right? It's just waking up every day and making sure you're completely in alignment with how you want to serve and how you want to show up in the world. So listen, that's three things that your obedience is going to guarantee you. It's going to bring, it's going to guarantee you leave the world in a better place than you found it. It's going to guarantee you peace and it's going to guarantee you visibility and favor. But let's be clear. None of those things equal success. So now let's talk about that other side of the, the coin, okay? Let's talk about how you can ensure your obedience guarantees you success because it certainly doesn't come automatically. Okay, so here's the deal. Okay, here's the deal. Two signs of obedience. If you're like, oh, I'm wondering, am I being obedient? You know if you are or you aren't. It's not really anything I have to tell you. You know if you are or if you are not or if you're like in a messy middle somewhere in a gray area. But one, you're serving, and number two, you're producing. Okay, number one, you're serving, and number two, you're producing. So serving, you're solving a problem or need, right? And it doesn't have to be anything extreme or a bad thing. Sometimes it's just bringing joy to people. Like when I go to church on Sundays and the choir is singing, like, oh my God, it fills my spirit, right? I'm, I'm like, man, that... His voice, her voice wasn't meant to do nothing but what they doing for me right now. I needed this, right? So if you watch a good actor on TV, like they weren't meant to do nothing else but play this role, right? I mean, you just know when somebody is in their bag, when they're in their lane, right? So your gift, it can be entertainment. It can be artistry. It can be business. It can be solving a big problem like heart disease or just... Solving something a little lighter that just brings joy to people, whatever it is. Just being in alignment in a space where you're completely aligned with what you're supposed to do. Number one, you're serving. But number two, you are producing. Okay? Number two, you are producing. So I work hard. And I, and I want to make that very clear. Because remember earlier, my significant other, my good friend that I was coaching, you know, a couple years ago, they're like, do you got work? Like, what do you do all day? I'm like, I work my butt off every day is what I do. So let me tell you, in the world, you have two types of people. You have producers and you have consumers. And, and typically, mo all of us are consumers, but not all of us are producers. Okay? So you're, you're not necessarily one or, or the other, but you're not necessarily both. Right? So you most at some point, all of us are consumers. We're always consuming something. But we're not all producers. When you are obedient, you are a producer. Period. You are producing. I produce so much. 
I produce this podcast, two podcasts, this one and the one with Jay. I produce signature coaching programs, Farm to Table, the other 23. I produce talks and lectures, whether they be formal, like somebody books me to come speak at their company or for their organization, or I produce talks on my own. If you guys have ever watched any of my Facebook lives or my Instagram Instagram lives or come to our first Saturday class at the Black Health Academy, depending on what I'm going to talk about, that was produced before I got on there. Now, I am really, really, really good at talk speaking from the top of my head. But when there's a certain point or lesson I want to get across, I actually spend some time with Uh, producing that talk or that lecture ahead of time and then when I have my key points that I know I need to make I can do like the examples and fill in all the other stuff usually off the top of my head but I produce talks I produce lectures I produce coaching programs I produce curriculum curriculums and frameworks like in farm to table we have so many different frameworks within our curriculum So a framework is like, for example, in Farm to Table, we have something called the Farm Daily Four. We have uh, something called the Chance Weight Loss Formula. We have something called the Farm Canvas. We have something called uh, a lesson that our students love called Doing Versus Becoming. We have a signature plants curriculum, which are these six modules that our students watch within the the program. So we literally, I have so many frameworks inside of Farm to Table, all produced by me, came out of my brain, right? So I'm constantly producing, I'm constantly using my gift of communication and teaching to produce, to break down the things that need to be broken down in order to manufacture the transformation that I want to get for my students and my clients, right? So there is, I produce literally all the time. What do you do all day? Produce. I promise you. You hear, I produce the 60 second tip of the week every Friday, right? I'm, I produce Facebook posts, right? When I write posts and lessons, when I make my own little signature memes, that's me like, that's production. So there's small things like a Facebook post. And I'm not just talking about a post like, hey, it's sunny outside, go get some vitamin D, right? But I'm talking about a, a post that gives a very, very quick lesson. Like, hey, just a reminder that vegan processed food is, uh, it can be just as unhealthy as, uh, animal-based product processed food, and then a long caption explaining the science and why, right? That's me teaching. That's that's me producing, using my gift of communication, using my talent of plant-based, my, uh, my talent of, uh, of uh, depth and mastery of plant-based nutrition to teach and educate on that level, right? So I'm constantly in a space of production. Let me tell you something. Everything that I just named is hard work. So even though I, I, God gave me the gift, I've decided to be obedient in my gift and don't live my life doing anything else except for things that are aligned with my gift. That does not guarantee success. What guarantees success is what I produce with my gift. So even though you may have identified your gift, maybe you may be dibbling and dabbling with it, right? But are you producing It's the production. It's the production of the products and services that can then begin to um, convert to some level of success for you. 
right? So if there's a certain place you want to reach financially, is that if there's a certain place you want to reach with a level of notoriety, like for example, because we all have these personal desires and there's nothing wrong with it. I'm giving you an example. E.T. E.T. has said publicly plenty of times, I want the Nobel Peace Prize. I want, I, I'm be a billion, I want to be a billionaire and I want to win the Nobel Peace Prize. Now his, his gift, which is his voice, didn't necessarily guarantee that he's going to get the Nobel Peace Prize just because he's decided to use his gift, which is his voice. What's going to guarantee that is the work that he anchors to his gift. So Lisa, you got work today? <laughs> Lisa, what do you do all day? I produce at a high level and it takes like it can be draining. So I don't work. I, I don't typically work eight hours. I don't typically work for a long stretch of hours like one might do at a nine to five, because when I have to produce out of my brain, it takes so much out of me. Right. That I could work for three hours and be done for the rest of the day. Like I'm going to give you an example like. The other 23, my coaching, plant-based and coaching certification that's coming out in just a few weeks, y'all, uh, or the application is going to open on August 2nd. And the curriculum for the other 23 is a 10-month certification program with an additional two months of practicum, practicum support. Like literally, will people apply what we taught them in the other 23 we're going to support them in utilizing that in the real world, right? Just to make sure, because you can, it's one thing to learn. It's another thing to apply it. It's usually not until you apply it that you have real world questions, right? So anyway, so it's basically a one-year program, basically, all said and done. And the curriculum for the other 23 is insane. It's so fire. Like, I am so excited about the things I'm going to teach our students in the certification because typically when people get certified in something, they're certified in whatever the subject is, so plant-based nutrition. So there's people who have certifications in plant-based nutrition like I do, but then people typically go somewhere else for a coaching certification or basically to learn how to deliver what they just learned. Well, well, I'm combining both in the other 23. So not only will I be teaching, um, helping our students to master plant-based nutrition and different aspects of health outside of that, like sleep and stress and epigenetics and uh, social connections and emotional intelligence. I'm going to be teaching the science behind all of that, right? So they can reach a level of mastery. But then also in the third phase of the program, we're going to go into literally coaching, me teaching high level coaching techniques so that they can apply the science that they just learned, so they can understand human behavior change, how to truly get life-changing transformations for the people they want to serve. And so the development of this curriculum in like the last year and a half has been crazy. I've had spaces where I just avoided it altogether. Like, I can't. <laughs> you know, I ha I've had... But, you know, times where I've doubted whether or not I could do this, whether or not I was worthy. I've had bouts of imposter syndrome developing this. Like, who am I to say I'm certifying somebody in something? Right? I mean, there were so many moments like I had to grow through 
this process in order to produce this product. And I am so proud of it. I am so proud of it. But it is hard work. Your gift and your obedience does not exclude you or make you exempt from hard work, especially if there's a level of success you want to achieve. So I'm going to be a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. Well, several different companies, three for sure that I know of, right? One always in a health space, but there's two other industries that I'm going to, that I'm going to have companies in that have nothing to do with health, right? So I already know that I'm going to be a multi-millionaire and, but that level of success is going to come with a level of hard work that's unavoidable. So when you are aligned When you finally become obedient, it becomes less of a question of desire, ability, or possibility, possibility, and more of a desire, a question of willingness. I'm going to say that again. Once you become obedient, it becomes less of a question of desire because we know you got the desire because you're, you're doing it. It becomes less of a question of ability because you finally owned your gift, you you sitting in your gift, you utilize your gift, probably other people have validated your gift. It becomes less of a question of possibility, right? Because you're like, I'm doing it. I'm, I, I can't believe it. I finally quit this or gave up this or released this so that I can do this. Like it's possible. You no longer question whether or not this is available to you and being obedient and being in fully a, a full alignment is available to you. So it's less of a question of desirability or possibility and more of a question of willingness to do the work. That's the part. Your willingness to do the work, your willingness to produce at a high level consistently to guarantee the success you want. So I've surpassed the the step where, you know, I'm, I'm operating from a place of, can I really live full time as an entrepreneur doing what I love? I'm past that step. Some of us, we're all on different steps. But now it's more of how hard am I willing to work in order to reach the level of success that I want to reach, in order to leave the legacy that I plan to live, in order to have my name synonymous with the life expectancy of black people. Am I willing to do the work that's required for that? E.T. is no longer, he ain't even, uh, desire, ability, and possibility is out the window. Is, is he willing to work hard enough to get the Nobel Peace Prize? The willingness is, is so obedience does not guarantee success. It only guarantees peace. It only guarantees visibility. It only guarantees favor. It only guarantees that you're going to leave the world in a better place than you found it, but it does not guarantee success. Lisa, what do you do every day? Work my ass off. Right. I produce in order to do this episode today. I had to mentally resonate on it. I had to think about it. I had to jot stuff down. How do I want to articulate this? How can I make it clear so they get it? How can I make sure they understand the point that I'm trying to make? You have when you are obedient, you have to produce You have to be bold and you have to make courageous and difficult decisions all the time, all the time. To whom much is given, much is required. You have to 
produce. You have to be bold. You have to make courageous and difficult decisions. What's one difficult decision I had to make for my obedience? Giving up refined sugar. Giving up refined sugar. I gave up refined concentrated sugar a couple years ago. It was a decision I had to make in order to reach a level of success. Why? Why? How was that? How was sugar connected to to my success? I, I, let's be clear. I was already an entrepreneur. I already had a pretty decent speaking career. I'm getting booked. I'm running my own classes. But I noticed, I noticed when I got on stage, if I had 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 me a, a vegan donut or or something the day before, my my recall. My memory wasn't as sharp as it normally is. And then also I would have back pain. My my back would inflame a little bit in the upper right-hand corner. I know if somebody has slipped sugar in my food because my back becomes, it literally just happened to me the other day. We were out to breakfast. They, I guess it was a longer than normal wait. So they bought like this vegan muffin to our table, carrot muffin, the, the, the ingredients on the menu just said like the raisins, the carrot, the blah, blah, blah. But when I tell you my back became inflamed within an hour after taking a few bites of that muffin, I was like, oh my God, it was, it was sugar in that. It was sugar in that. So anyway, so when I ate sugar, my back became inflamed, my memory lapsed. And so I will be on stage operating in my gift, right? I'm operating in my gift already. But somebody would ask me a question or I would have a point I'm trying to make. Because, again, when I'm lecturing or doing talks, I don't write out everything I want to say. I just have my general points that I want to make. And I'm usually good enough to fill in the blanks and pad all the rest. Right. With examples or, you know, go off the audience and follow their vibe and which direction I need to go in based on their level, their level of understanding. Right. So I had something I was trying to say and my recall wasn't hitting. My stuff, it just wasn't coming to me and flowing to me like it normally does. And so I finally concluded, oh, Lisa, you can't put another drop of sugar in your body. That was a difficult decision that I had to make. And I'm talking about forever, you know, just to think like, dang, you just never going to eat cookies. And it's not that I'm never going to have cookies, but I I probably got to make them or I got to trust that the person who made them sweeten them in a way in which I was sweetened like this banana bread has to only be sweetened by bananas and you can't add brown sugar you can't add raw turbinado sugar to my stuff I can't have that in my on my brain it causes memory lapse it causes inflammation in my body I don't operate at my highest in front of my students when I have x this substance in my body so I had to eliminate that in order to reach a level of success I wanted to reach by using my gift Because when I don't have that drug, sugar, in my body, on my brain, my talks be through, my talks be off the hook. It be like, it it just be insane. Like, I'm a sight to see (laughs) and to listen to because I'm firing. I'm present with my audience. I'm here to solve a problem. I'm here to help y'all out. I want to make y'all feel like like this is doable. We can do this together. Like I'm here to empower you. I can't do that with back pain. I can't I can't do that with memory lapses. And 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 my because when my talks hit your spirit like that, you about to go tell somebody. 
You about to ask how you can work with me. You about to try and find out when you can see from me and hear from me again. And what does that mean? Because that, that's that's put uh, getting you closer to a place of investing in me so that I can invest in you. You invest in me financially so that I can invest my time and energy into you so that we can solve this thing together. That's how my success grows. The more people I help and the better I can help them means what? They're going to give me more visibility. The universe is going to give me more favor. So you have to make decisions, bold, courageous decisions in order to reach the level of success you want to reach. Just being obedient ain't going to cut it. It will if you just want to sing in a choir on Sunday. And that's okay too. Let me be clear. It's just that I have the the levels and the peaks that I desire to reach. Number one requires me to do what I do full time, not as a side hustle or part-time gig. That's not the same requirement for everyone. But it's, it's a requirement for me. In order for my name to be synonymous, with increasing the life expectancy of people of color on this planet, I got to do this full time. And not only do I have to do this full time, but I have to be in my right physical, mental, and emotional place. I have to be in a healthy place. I have to be in my right mind. I have to be in the best body and the best conditioned body I can be in. I have to be emotionally stable. I have to be because I have to produce these programs and these curriculums and these frameworks and these podcasts and these lectures and these talks and these, these memes <laughs> because all of that is establishing me as the expert. It's establishing me as, you know, the go-to authority it's making me more visible. It's giving me more credibility. And that's going to convert the people into potential clients and students and just recipients of my work, whether they pay me or not. Like we have over 1,200 people inside the Black Health Academy. The Black Health Academy, we don't charge for that. So I'm not just talking about people paying me. It's just like I want them to be recipients of what I produce. And when they're recipients of it, I want them want it to be so good to them that they keep coming back for more. Every first, I've had people coming to my first Saturday classes for years. Ain't never paid a dime for nothing. But they're like, because of this class, my health is better. I'm drinking more water. I'm eating less junk. I've I had one woman say I got the courage to quit this job and move into a different position because your talk about stress really resonated with me. And I realized what I was doing for 11 was stressing me out and I needed to pivot. She's never paid a dime. She's never been in farm to table. It does. That doesn't matter to me. I already know I'm going to get this money. And now let me be clear, though. The money doesn't just come to you. You got to work for that too. You have to have some type of business acumen. Am I priced right? Am I selling right? Am I marketing right? Am I branding right? You know, am I ignoring some income generating opportunities? Right? And so all of that comes together. You don't, you still have to have a skill set that allows you to get all of, all of those things. But hard work, hard work. There's never a pass. Never. So, Lisa, what do you do all day? I work hard. I'm constantly producing. You can guarantee if you follow me on anything, whether it be this podcast, whether it be on social media, if you're in our private farm to table communities, you know I'm always producing. Hey, y'all, I just did a talk on so-and-so summit about purpose. Here's the replay. Hey, y'all. 
I was just recently a guest speaker on this morning show. Here's the replay. Hey, y'all, I just opened up the application for the other 23 and Farm to Table. Come apply and come get this health. I'm always producing something and I always have something to give you. Lisa, you talked about type 2 diabetes. Where can I read more? Oh, I already got a master class about it for you inside the Black Health Academy. Oh, you should listen to this replay of this FB Live idea talked entitled, Can You Eat Meat and Still Be Healthy? I've already, I'm, I'm, I'm always in such a place of production that I'm leaving nothing on it. What do you need to be solved? You already know what my lane is. Nutrition, nutrition science. Um, personal development, right? Self-enhancement. So now hit me with questions you got. Lisa, how do I stop self-sabotaging? Oh, no problem. Here's where you can, I, I just broke that down for somebody. Here it is. I've produced it already. You're When you are obedient, you are a producer. And when you want to reach a level of success that's not the norm, then you produce at a high level. And in order to produce at a high level, you have to make courageous, bold, and often difficult decisions in order to do that. Okay? All right. So listen, my I just mentioned that I'm re, um, releasing the other 23 on August 2nd, 2021. The application is going to open up. And actually, the application is going to open up for people on the wait list on August 2nd. The wait listers always get notified a day or two before the general public. Okay, so I'll put the link to the wait list in the show notes here. But I want to play for you guys really quickly a, um, a testimonial from one of my clients. So the, the farm, my farm to table signature coaching program is a plant based program for people who want to change their personal health. So they uh, have chronic health challenges or they want to avoid chronic health challenges. And so that's what Farm to Table aims to do, right? Our focus is on confidence, quality of life, and contribution to society. And so we talk, it's heavy on nutrition and adopting a whole food plant-based diet and teaching you how to do that. But in the other 23, while it's a plant-based nutrition and coaching certification um, pretty much designed for seasoned or emerging health professionals or health coaches, you're going to get a lot more of this in there. So if you need to hear more stuff like this, basically, you know, mindset shift work, um, creating uh, exit strategies for chronic problems and chronic stressors, um, understanding, you know, just things that are going to challenge your mind. That's what I'm doing in the other 23. So if you enjoy the way I teach, if you enjoy the way I, I articulate this content, then I would highly recommend you consider taking the other 23. Again, 12 month container, 10 months of meeting twice a month, every first and third Wednesday of the month, and then two months of practicum support. And I just want to play. So this is more business. It's way more business. So many of you only know my nutrition side of me, but I have a business hat too uh, that I've worn for a while. And so I'm going to play really quickly a testimonial from one of my uh, former clients, a good friend of mine, mentee Brielle, who worked with me to uh, help kick off her career as a health. She's a yogi. She's a, a chakra expert. And she's an amazing spirit. And um, so I'm going to play this really quickly for you guys. So I'll be right back. 
Working with Lisa is truly one of the best investments that I made in my business. Early on, when I had an idea of what I wanted to offer in the world but wasn't sure how to get there, I came across Lisa, experienced her power and how she captivated an audience when she was public speaking, and immediately I was like, that's my next mentor. <laughs> so she became my business coach and she helped me take this idea that was just a small seed and really plant it so that it can blossom into what it is now as Be Well with Brielle. We, she walked me through the process of registering as an LLC, creating my first course, shifting the messaging and focusing to expand what I was doing so that it was more aligned and more authentic with what I wanted to offer in the world so that I can create my signature course that really lit me up in a way that my first offering wasn't quite that. And if I didn't have someone else helping me look and see what I was missing, I, I don't think that would have happened. She also helped me to secure speaking engagements, booking my first private clients. Before I met Lisa, I had never worked with people one-on-one -on -one as private sessions. I had never facilitated and created my own course. I had never been paid for speaking engagements and all of that has shifted. And I know that working with Lisa early on in the development and creation of my business was really key to going further and faster and achieving what I wanted to be up to in the world and serve my gifts and talents in a way that feels authentic and aligned for me. So I'm incredibly grateful that I had access to Lisa's wisdom and expertise and I highly recommend anyone who is ready to take their business, their coaching, their public speaking to the next level, Lisa is it, okay? Put your money where your struggle is, as she likes to say. You will absolutely not regret it. I love Brielle. Wasn't that just such an amazing testimonial? And she, her spirit is so awesome and amazing. Um, and I just really appreciate her so much. But listen, if that resonated with you and you are like, yes, I need to go to the next level and I need to attach myself to someone who, help, to help, who can help me get there and pretty much map it out for me, right? Roadmap it out for me. And most importantly, and this is the biggest thing, guys, and I swear, I swear by this in my life. The reason I don't DIY much in my life is because you never know your own blind spots. So a lot of times we often think we can do things on our own because on the surface, you know the basics. Like adopting a plant-based diet, why would I enroll in a program and pay money for that? Because, you know, just to be clear, my programs are thousands of dollars, okay? Um, but why would I pay that much money? Because it's just giving up animal products. Like I, there's not anything else you need. I need to give up animal products. I don't need to, when I tell you the value of three things, which is coaching, curriculum, and community, it takes so much stress off of your plate. When you enroll in a program that's really uh, nailing all three of those, again, curriculum, coaching, and community. And you know, all of that is aligned and the end result is what you desire. It makes DIY look like a, just a silly decision. Like, why haven't you ever said, like, why haven't I done this sooner? sooner? And I'm saying this strictly off of experience. Like, I'm in, I've been in so many coaching programs. I'm in one right now. Like, 
I love it because all I want to do is follow a curriculum. I want to be part of a community with people who are having the straight same struggles as me or having the successes. Uh, I want to have or who are working through the mindset stuff that I thought I didn't, I, that I didn't know how to articulate. There's nothing like being in a community, being part of a coaching program or having a curriculum that you can follow as opposed to trying to DIY things yourself. And really, if it's a really good curriculum, what it's going to do is help you to unpack your, your blind spots, the things that you hadn't even considered, which all along have been roadblocks. You think you needed to work on this and all along you needed to work on this, right? And so I promise you, at least if you know you're in a place where either your personal health or your career in the health space, needs a jumpstart or you just need to you're trying to figure it out on your own and it just hasn't quite been landing the way you want it to please do yourself a whole favor and either apply for firm to table or apply for the other 23 on august 2nd and let's figure this thing out together it's going to be one of the best decisions you've ever made i can guarantee that for sure because again you're working with somebody who is being completely obedient to their calling and that that's why I will invest like whatever price tag ET puts on his products and services, I will pay it and I will never question it because I consume so much of his free content that I, I feel like I understand his spirit, his intentions, his level of integrity and it, the money is never a question. The mother, the money is never a question, right? I, I will never doubt whether or not it was a, it was a good investment. And so that's what you do. Spend some time getting to know the people that you are thinking about investing in, right? Because the money, the money becomes a, a logistical thing. It never becomes a, a block, right? It's, it's like, how much does it cost? Let me secure that. And then am I available? That's all I need to know with ET, right? Like how much does it cost? Okay. And then it, it, what day is it? Am I available? Okay. Because now I can plan energetically for it. I can plan mentally for it. But when you, when it's time for you to invest in a program or a coach, get to know them, consume their free content. Because then it's just a matter of when, not if. You know, because I've had people tell me several times, like, oh, I'm going to work with you. You're going to be my coach. You're going to be my mentor. I'm going to be your best student. I want to be an example. I'm going to come get that help. Like people tell me that all the time. It's not, it's just, they're just working out the logistics. How much is the payment plan lease? How much? Okay. It's, it's, it's like, I've had people, I had people in this last semester of the Table, they applied. They weren't quite ready financially to invest, but they had zero doubt about the ability of the program to help them reach the goal they wanted to reach. And that made me feel so good. Nobody wanted to know the breakdown of details of the curriculum for me. What exactly are you? They wanted to know how much was it because I already believe in you. I've been watching you. I've been following you. I trust what it is you produced, right? So that's what we want. We want that level of favor. We want that level of visibility. We want that level of integrity that people can believe in. Right. And then everything else strictly becomes logistics. When is it? OK. Yep. I'm available on Saturday mornings at 8 EST. Or how much is it? OK. I got just take my money then. Why is we still on the phone? Take my money. <laughs> right. So that's what we want. But that all comes from hard work. That all comes from hard work. So listen, 
Obedience does not guarantee success. That's something you got to get up every day and go after. Anything you want in this world, you have to go take it. Don't think just because I'm doing the right thing, you know, just because I'm being a good person, just because I'm in alignment that the success is going to come. No, 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 no. You got to take it. You got to go after it. You have to work hard. You have to be diligent. You got to make tough decisions right? You you have to be courageous. You have to be bold. It's going to hurt sometimes. It's going to get un- uncomfortable sometimes. But boy, oh boy, boy, oh boy, is it a good story to tell. You hear me? So listen, you guys go out and be great. You guys go out and be amazing. Do yourself a whole favor and click the link in the show notes to whatever you need, whether it be the farm to table or the other 23 or just come on to our free first Saturday classes every first Saturday. You may not be in a place where you ready to invest, but you need to get more of this. Come get it. Show up where you know you need to be. Uh, designate that energy, designate that time, designate that attention and come get what you need. Okay. Listen. I need you to like this episode. I need you to share this with somebody who needs to hear it. I would love for you to rate this podcast. Uh, Leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let me know what you think of this episode. You can leave a comment on this episode, whatever it is. Um, And we would love for you to spread the joy, spread the wealth, share it with a friend, take one, pass it down. Until next time, until my next solo episode, until me and Jay's next episode, or until the next 60 Second Tip of the Week, be well.